Welcome to Brothers King Talk. Once again, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And Samuel, tell me this. Do you believe in life after love? That I do. That I do. Um, we are in 1999. So here's a, a fun thing that is just very sentimental to me. Won't mean anything else to anyone else. Sure. Uh, my parents are foster parents. And in 1999, me and my little brother were both adopted. And it was actually the first time my parents had ever adopted. Yeah. So I was eight years old when I was adopted by my parents. So to me, 1999 is a kind of a banner year in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, but for a lot of other people, it's a banner year for the song Believe by Cher. Yes, absolutely. And that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Samuel. Um, but yes, Believe by Cher, uh, you know, it's also a very important year, uh, ver a lot less important by comparison, I will, I will have to say. Um, <laughs> but my, my fun fact for the year 1999 is uh, a cultural marker for something that I think is still even around today. And that is on May 1st of 1999, the first ever episode of SpongeBob SquarePants airs. Making it technically a 90s show. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I can even, I even remember what episode it was. I mean, I've seen the episode so many times because I, it's just been on TV for so long. It was, the episode was called Help Wanted. And SpongeBob makes his way to get his job at the Krusty Krab because there's a Help Wanted sign. And it's just, it's just a great episode. But it's crazy to me to think that it's been that many, that it's been around for that long. And so 1999, that... it, you know, we're getting into some contemporaries with this one. Um, but I got to say, just like I have distinct memories of the first episode of SpongeBob, I have distinct memories of this track. By by share by uh, believe by share. So um, Samuel, I'll let you go ahead and and give us your first impressions of this, uh, and then and then we'll go from there. All right. So this song was written once again. It has kind of that long track list. Though this time instead of being an R&B song, it's a dance song. So dance slash techno music, which dance techno electronica. I do have a little bit, I've dipped my toe in that, and I, I really like some of it. So that does tend to have a lot of different writers on it for the same reason as R&B and rap. Um, usually samples are used, or there will be one person handling the beat and another person handling the lyrics, etc. Right. In this case, we have Brian Higgins, Matt Gray, Paul Berry, Steve Torch, Stuart McLean, Tim Powell, and then even though she's uncredited in most versions, um, she did write some of the lyrics, share. Right. Um, so to me, this song feels so familiar. And the reason why is a lot of music I heard in the early 2000s used this type of like dance pop 
as a mm-hmm. blueprint. Um, so I've talked about before, I grew up like on Christian radio and there was a lot of acts back in the early 2000s that just kind of took this dance pop and just like put it as a blueprint for all their songs. And so to me, this sounds so familiar and it's ringing bells, even though I don't know if I've heard this exact song. Right. Uh, I feel like I've heard this, the hook, Do You Believe in Life After Love? I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Um, It'd be hard on, not to hear it, honestly. I know, right? Like pop culture osmosis. I've heard this somewhere. This song also, on a historical side, um, popularized the use of autotune, the autotune distortion effect. This song popularized that with a lot yeah, of people going so far as to calling it the share effect for a long time. Right. So that's my first thoughts. I don't actually, I haven't really talked about the song yet other than saying it sounds super familiar, but I'll get there. Yeah. You know, my, so my first impressions, obviously, this is a song that I grew up with. Um, strangely enough, I never thought of this track as one of the first singles to that heavily, heavily rely on autotune. Um, and not as a way to like correct a voice, but augment a voice into more of an electronic instrument. Um, it also seems to be super dependent on that hook of, do you believe in life after love? Um, and that's the main thing that I remember about this track. I don't really tend to, if I think back to my memories of this track in particular, I don't really remember the verses, um, they instead, I mean, I remember the buildup and I remember the chorus and I remember the hook and that's about it. Um, but if you really take a look at just big picture for this track, that's kind of what, that's pretty much the entire song is it's focused on that hook. And, you know, and I'll, and I'll, com- I'll just segue directly into the music because although this might've been one of the first songs on our list that really uses um autotune and voice effects as a focal point this isn't the run-of-the-mill voice corrector this isn't the um attempt to make the voice better or worse or anything like that it's literally to make the voice into a new instrument and i think it works uh i think it works the actual music other than Cher's voice is pretty good as well Uh, The guitar is well-placed, and it's one of those things where if it was missing, it would feel like the song was lacking. You know, it's not a perfect song. Uh, In fact, it does get a little repetitive after the first minute and a half or so. But the overall performance and the overall song itself is very easy to listen to and is clearly a signal in the direction of dance music, like you were just saying, that is going to happen kind of in the in the later years uh dance music over performance music so i when i say that i mean think of listening to dance music instead of and to just kind of dance rather than you know crooners or or singers that you would go to specifically listen to them perform like frank sinatra or um big band singers kind of like that this is definitely the 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 a distinct send-off, I feel like. I can see that. I mean, dance music has always existed in some format. We talked about it, like, even as far back, I believe it was back in the 50s, 
there was the cherry blossoms, apple orange, or something like that. And mm. it was distinctly a song that was based off of the popular dance at the time. Yeah. So, you know, um, in some way, um, it, that has always existed, I feel like. Now, this type of dance music. So when I say dance music, I mean like the heavily electronica um, techno. I guess techno would be the better word for this specific flavor of dance music. Um, it has, I can't sure, always sure. pinpoint it, but it, it's always more loop based and has a has a very distinct sound to me. Um, and for me, this type of dance music works on a sliding scale of this is grating and kind of is giving me a headache and this is interesting and, you know, kind of innovative. There's a, this sliding scale for me personally. This song sits comfortably right in the middle. It, it edges slightly into the grating territory sometimes, but it, it also, you know, has enough pop elements like there's some light guitar tones and a song structure um, that makes it a pop song. So you can easily see how this song went to number one. Right. Um, it's also worth mentioning this type of Euro pop dance music has been a insanely popular in the nineties. Um, so like we already have even talked about um, Macarena have like a Euro pop remix when it went big. So, like, this music's already been insanely popular, and it will continue to have a good run through the early 2000s. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, it's it's okay music. It's it, it works well enough. I wouldn't call it innovative or particularly interesting, but it mm-hmm. also isn't grating either. And I'm going to get some people that hate me for this. I don't particularly like Cher's voice. It's, it's an okay voice. I think if she had some a different genre she's working with, and I have not listened to to Cher's discography, so that's bad right. on my part. I should, but just based on this song alone, I'm not a fan. Interesting of her voice, that is. Sure. So yeah. Well, you know, I I think um, it's an acquired taste for sure. Uh, I I don't love or hate her voice. Um, I think it's really hard to separate the sound of Cher's voice from this track as a whole. Um, You know, it's just one of those tracks that if it was sung by anyone else, it wouldn't be the same. And like, okay, okay, yeah, that's a super cop-out thing to say. Oh, it wouldn't be the same. Of course it wouldn't be the same. It's a different voice. But I, I say it wouldn't be as good and i don't think it would have done as well if it was a different voice um but that being said let's move into the lyrics let's move into the lyrics you know we're back in the breakup train with this one so uh you know we always like a good breakup song here um so we're back on that focus on the breakup feels difficult for at the fir- at first but after some time, the narrator, Cher presumably, uh, has realized that this X is not worth that time, or the time invested, or the time to try to get them back. They have, uh, she has left him behind, and even though he seems to be chasing after her, it's a powerful choice that people don't always have the strength to make. 
Sometimes breakups happen for a reason. And although it might be difficult, it's not likely going to be the end of all things. Life after love is a thing for many people. And it just takes a little bit of growth to realize this. Now, all that being said, the lyrics do get pretty repetitive, uh, pretty quick, and tend to be a little bit more so than necessary. Uh, while they're good, they're not perfect. That's that's pretty much all I have to say about the lyrics, though. That's fair. Like, I said the same thing. Almost they're a classic breakup song. I feel like this breakup song does have a twist. Um, this is a song that's saying you can be better than this one awful depressing moment in your life and you can move on to better things um you know i think that's definitely something we all either learn or we don't learn and we stay um like emotionally stunted (laughs) because we don't Mm -hmm. learn this lesson um so i this is a message i totally get behind it has like you were saying it has a, a good flavor of you know um emotional empowerment um, mm-hmm. Also, even like girl power, if you look at it from specifically the point of view of Cher singing it. Yeah. And I'm totally behind all that stuff 110%. It's, um, in that sense, it's one of my favorite breakup songs we reviewed because it feels so much more empowering than those other ones we've talked about. Yeah. Um, it does repeat itself one too many times. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. But. You know, beyond that, I actually, the lyrics are probably my favorite thing about this song. I think uh, they they have a lot of cool ideas to chew on. And um, definitely something worth listening to, even. Even if it is just a stupid dance track. So, that brings me down to the bottom. Originally, I gave the music a two. However, after kind of talking about it, it doesn't do anything. I've... There are some techno bands I like, and I feel like, you know, what I've heard is more innovative and interesting than this song. Yeah. Um, Now, granted, this is a pop song. Pop songs usually have a very small box they have to work out of. But I I only give the music a one and a half out of three. Um, It's, it's, like I said, right in the middle of that sliding scale. Yeah, yeah. I do give it to mainly because I like the themes of it a lot. And I feel like um, there will be some of these, you know, a lot of times when people say mature themes, they're talking about violence or sexuality or et cetera. I like it when you can talk about mature themes and be like, I'm talking about someone being emotionally mature, making good decisions about their life. And so I feel like these lyrics are really mature lyrics and the fact that they're tr- they're trying to make emotionally good decisions about their life. So I give yeah, the lyrics a two. Overall, I give this a two. I think the song is super iconic. I think it pushed dance music into the mainstream even more so than it already was mm-hmm. and gave us that early run of 2000s dance music that was very prominent and really morphed and changed into modern um kind of pop dance music so this song like you said in the last episode it's the first and i think you know a pretty good first at that so overall it's just a fun enjoyable song i give it a 5.5 out of 9 all right all right so 
I would say that this song definitely stood the test of time for a lot of people out there. You know, this is a song that people have connected with and used as a shoulder to lean on during hard times, as well as being a pretty unique song for its use of autotune and in its vocals to amp up those uh, representations of the late 90s uh, that I can think of. And, you know, it, it's going to it's going to continue on. This is a song that I have always kept in the back of my mind um, because I remember listening to it as a kid. I remember hearing it in, in my household and because it was just one of those really great tracks that people remember from when they were a little younger. Uh, maybe they just remember it because it was super catchy. Um, it is one of those songs that I think has pushed like you said, dance music into the foreground of music in general. So the music itself, I ended up giving a two primarily just because of the the use of autotune um, on a vocal melody to implement it and more of as an electronic musical instrument was really awesome. And I think that there have been other artists that have used this to an extent where it's almost overused now but I don't discredit this track for, for starting it, so to speak. Um, I even think super, super heavily auto-tuned songs can sound really good if done in the right manner. Um, and, and, you know, it's it just depends. And so I give it a two for that. The lyrics themselves, I gave a, a two. Um, they are empowering. I love the the concept of, you know, girl power that it's got going on here. They do get a little repetitive, so that's why I didn't go any higher than two, but two is still really, really solid. And then overall, I had to give it a three. Uh, pretty much everyone knows uh, Believe by Cher. I mean, I could just simply say those words, do you believe in life after love? And some people out there would probably, or I would say a good number of people out there, would be able to come back with those opening with the other lines of the actual chorus itself um but that being said it's been a connection point for a lot of people and i think it will continue to be that connection point for generations to come truthfully uh you know it's it's just one of those one of those tracks and so i give that a three this came out to be a seven out of nine a very good very good track something that you know, if you told me five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that, hey, you're going to be listening to Believe by Cher, that song you just heard on your mom's radio, and you're going to talk about how great and impactful it was. I'd be like, you are crazy. Also, get out of my house. You know, <laughs> something something dumb like that because I was a kid. But uh, so, yeah, this is this was a pretty good track for me. Rock on. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we had a lot of fun with this one. And um, yeah, come back tomorrow for the 2000s, the turn of the millennium. Um, as always, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And we have concluded the 90s in 1999, believing in life after love with Believe by Share. And as always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. Thank you.